When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. If you feel like you're discouraged or kind of feel defeated, or overwhelmed from everything that you have to go through right now, or you just don't know how to move forward, this episode is very inspiring and it will guide you through and it will show you the path. So my guest today is Real Talk Kim. Kimberly Jones, known as Real Talk Kim, travels the world fulfilling her passion and purpose of loving people back to life. She's a mother, pastor, entrepreneur, best-selling author, entertainer, and most importantly, a worshiper after God's own heart. Kim is a pastor at Limitless Church in Fayetteville, Georgia. She's a human rights advocate with passion for giving back and believes in the compassion of Holy Spirit, delivering it to those who need it the most. Pastor Kim is an advocate partner with Rock Paper Scissors Foundation, a nonprofit organization which exists to foster healing and give a voice to those who have been silenced from all the forms of abuse and human trafficking. Pastor Kim has been featured on Doctors Oz Show, Oxygen Network Series, Preachers of Atlanta, Your World with Crawford Dollar on BT, ABC Nightlife, The World Network, CNN, Praise Park Atlanta, and numerous magazines and radio shows. She's truly living and walking testimony of God's redemption plan in action. So today in this episode, Kim will share with us her life advice, the best life advice and entrepreneurship advice. We'll be talking about why is it so important to guard your heart and how can you do so so we can serve more people? How do you free yourself from the pain of your past, the labels people put on you and those moments when you feel stuck? Why do we lose the sight of who we are and for women who are afraid to dream bigger, what is the best advice? For women who can't find their purpose, what's the best advice? For women that can't stop comparing themselves to others, what they should do? And for women who have trouble receiving abundance, what you should do? So, so many great advices, guys. Make sure to listen to the full episode and if you haven't, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
Hi, Kim. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm so wonderful. So honored to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much. You have such an incredible background. You are so successful and so famous. Please tell us the story. How did you become a like, pastor? Yeah. How did it start for you? You know, I was 10 years ago, I was um, working at Bloomingdale's right down the street at Lenox Mall. And I had uh, lost an 18 year marriage. I uh, was raised in a, a church, a pastor's home, uh, just hit rock bottom. And I remember at about 37 years old, I decided to stop being mad at everybody but myself and allow myself to look inside of myself and see what was going on. And I just made up in my mind, I'm about to shift my trajectory. And so I went on a journey to find me and uh, got my attitude under control and got got free of depression and anger and bitterness and uh, people pleasing. Uh, I just was very intentional. And I started doing uh, videos in my car, uh, talking about the process of healing because I was girl when I tell you I was tore up from the floor up I was I was bitter I was raised in this this religion that made women less than and I just needed to heal in order to not keep repeating cycles and so I started doing videos in my car and those videos began to help me and they also ended up helping the world and before I knew it I am Got millions of people following me. I wrote my first book um, at thirty, at uh, forty-two. I lost everything at thirty-six. I couldn't even, I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. Like I lost a five hundred thousand dollar house. I lost uh, all my cars. I'd moved back in with my mother and my father, and so I lost everything at thirty-six. Went to work at Bloomingdale's, making, uh, making. Um, I made uh, thirteen dollars an hour. And at 41, I did a video online and it went viral. And on that, in that video, I was just talking about stop quitting and get up even when you don't know how to get up, get up. And that video went viral. And from there, uh, I ended up writing a book at 42 and I was in special ed my whole life. I still don't know where commas go, but yet I just signed a major book deal with HarperCollins Um I, it'll, it'll come out in August. So I've got five books with my special ed self. And uh, now I pastor Limitless Church right here in Atlanta. And that's how I got successful. I quit quitting and I quit waiting for somebody else to do it for me. And I got busy working on my heart. Wow, this is a tremendous success story. And you went through so many challenges and it's so hard sometimes when you just to switch your mindset and being, you know, from victim to the yeah. winner and stop being upset at the world and take control of your own situation. But yeah. you're so brave and bold by doing this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, but you got to do it because giving up is not, it's not your option. You got to keep moving. Even when you don't know what to do, you got to just keep moving. But you didn't know in which direction to move, how, no. and, well, I just, I just knew I didn't want to go backwards. You know, I just would stop and think about, I don't want to be working in cosmetics for the rest of my life. 
I don't want to be mad at the world for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. And I don't have any friends. I had these walls built up around me. I was scared of rejection. So I wouldn't let anybody into my heart. And I just started journaling every day. I would journal. Um, what do I not want to take into my future? I'm about to be 40. I remember at 40, about 39 years old is when I started writing in a journal. And I'd be like, I don't want to do this going in my 40s. So I stopped a lot of bad habits. Uh, I was intentional. Uh, I let go of some friends that were sucking me dry. People that uh, that that would push me to breakdowns instead of breakthroughs. I realized that I can do anything for thirty days, and so I started implementing rules for myself. I got good boundaries and goodbyes. I learned how the gift of goodbye was a blessing, and so I just realized I didn't want what I had. And in order to get something new, I had to let go of what I didn't want. I had to stop those cycles. And so every time I would feel a cycle coming on, I'd be like, nope, Kim, mm -mm, you ain't going back there. You're not going to handle situations like this. You ain't pitiful, girl. You're powerful. I would talk to myself. And so I didn't know where I was going, but I knew where I didn't want to be. And so I just got up and started going and it worked. I would do it scared. I would do video scared. I would start writing my book scared. Uh, I didn't know. I just knew that if I start the process, God will come in and help me do the rest. Yeah, sometimes the key is just starting because yes. if you don't, it's not going to move anything and it's not going to happen. I mean, nothing will happen in your life. Nope. And that is the process because, because here's what I always say. The enemy cannot take you out, so he wears you out. And he does it in your mind. He starts telling you things like, you'll never get out of this. You'll always be broke. You'll never, you'll never get a house again since you lost yours. Nobody's ever going to love you. You're so stupid. You were in, on, in special ed classes your whole life. You will hear these voices and it's up to us to begin to look in the mirror and say, that ain't who you are. God didn't make no junk. God didn't quit. As long as you have a pulse, God has a plan. So I, as long as I ain't dead, God ain't done. But I got to move. Even if it feels like you're a turtle stuck in peanut butter, you got to move. You got to pull your leg and you got to move. And that's that's the way it is. You just start moving, even if you don't know where you're going. How do you handle rejection? Because sometimes it breaks people completely and they don't want to try again. But I know, like you said earlier, don't quit. But still, for some people, it's so hard to put themselves together and start trying again. You know, with, with rejection, I remember laying in my bed one night um, after my my marriage had ended 18 years with my two sons' father. And I loved this man so much. And I just thought we'd spend the rest of our lives together. And unfortunately, addiction came in and just wreaked havoc in our marriage. And I remember I was laying in my bed one night and I was like, I can't believe that I wasn't worth him getting free. You know, and, and I was taking it personal, like it was my fault. And um, I remember laying in that bed and I was like, God, take this pain away from me. And I heard, because I'm a preacher's kid, we pray about everything, you know. Uh, and I, I remember that night, something in my spirit said, "You, I can't take this pain away from you. You got to get up and walk away from it. 
And I realized that night that rejection is not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it's somebody that God needs out of your future. Rejection is God's protection. And so a lot of times the reason we can't handle rejection well is because we take it personal. Like they didn't like our five finger forehead or we got thick thighs or, you know, we weren't as good as this other person that they left us for. It wasn't that at all. It was the fact that the good, good father up in heaven that created you on the day you came out of your mama's body, the doctors heard, Wah! but hail her purpose, destiny, a game changer, a nation shifter. And so God knows who needs to be in your life and who doesn't. So when they reject you, rejection is merely God's protection. If they would have stayed in your life, you, their character wouldn't have keep couldn't keep up with your purpose, and they would have made a mess out of all you work for. And so, when we realize that it's not personal, it's spiritual, it's easier to let go of rejection. I see because sometimes rejection does hurt, and you're thinking, why? Why did this happen? And like personally, what I went through, my family went through the war in Ukraine. They were affected by the war severely and my grandma survived by the miracle mm -hmm. and that six weeks when I lost contact with them I didn't know what happening to her and I prayed the hardest like I mean I believe in God but I didn't believe to that point I didn't think the miracle will happen wow. and I prayed so hard the hardest ever I prayed in my life and my grandma survived her building got split in half but her apartment was untouched and she is bedridden. She couldn't move from there. So like she couldn't evacuate like other people were going to basements. And it, her apartment was untouched. And that's when God actually confirmed that oh, you know, a miracle do happen. I love that too, because that's what he does. You know, he is like, uh, I, I think it's so cool because on social media, um, God's given me a platform with everybody. It ain't just church people. It's the world. And it's people like yourself that says, you know, you can't tell me God ain't real because I just watched my grandma's apartment. Everything got demolished, but my grandma's apartment. That's how God does things. He works in miracles so that we can never, ever say there ain't a God. Right. And that's what's so beautiful, because when you're talking about it, you're lighting up, you're like lighting up like a light bulb because you experienced it firsthand. I love that. Thank you. But honestly, like I never thought it will happen because we thought it's over. Like we, we were praying for her peace, like, you know, rest in peace and all that, because like if you don't have any communication and we saw the pictures, I, I got to see the pictures in chats of the house. And I thought, I guess it's over. And it wasn't, it wasn't her time. <laughs> Come on, man. I love that. Yeah. That's, it's almost like, it's almost like when I was uh, coming out of my divorce and I remember thinking, I don't even know how I will, I don't even know what life could look like, right? And it's almost like looking back at pictures, like you just said, and having those wow moments of, man, I remember in that picture, when you look at your grandma or when you look at that, that, that point of contact, you're reminded again where, where the situation took place, what your feelings were, but oh my gosh, I made it. And your grandma made it and you made it and I made it. And that's just how good God is. And I, I'm thankful for that. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful God did that for y'all. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you also read an incredible book, which became bestseller. Shut yeah. 
hell up when hell up. brings up your past remind him of your future yeah tell us more about your book well I I wanted to write a book about this is where most of our problems are right here in our minds because um this is the devil's playground I always say it's the devil's battlefield and we can be staring at something that is not that big, but we will be telling ourselves, oh my God, that mountain is so big. We're praying every night, God, remove this mountain, move this mountain, move this mountain. And God's over here saying, how about telling your mountain how big your God is? And so this whole book is talking about getting up again again. Like life is going to hit you. You're going to walk through some things where you feel like, man, your joints and your fingers ache because of the heartbreak or because of the devastation or the trauma that you're walking through. But if you can get in your mind that in Philippians 4.13, it says that God, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, which means before you were ever even a thought in your mother's womb, God gave you the grace and the strength to make it. And so the only thing that if you, if, it, if it's just one day at a time, Allowing yourself to say, I don't know how I'm going to get this thing. I don't know how I'm going to get past this thing. But one thing I do know is I ain't going to lay in this bed today depressed. And that's what this book does. This book equips you shut hell up is reminding you every day of your life to tell yourself because you are the CEO of your life. It ain't your daddy's job. It ain't your mama's job. It ain't your husband's job, your wife's job, your kid's job or your therapist's job. It is your job to look in that mirror every day and in encourage yourself in the Lord and realize that where I'm at is not where I'm staying because my Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. 10 years ago, I'm making $13 an hour. Today, I am, I'm, I can't even believe all that God did just in 10 years because I chose to get up. Nobody handed me anything. I chose to change this. And every day of my life, when this tries to get in the way, now I, I have like a 24 hour rule. Like if something happens uh, devastating uh, in my life, I'll be like, oh, I'll cry for like 24 hours. I'll give myself 24 hours, eat some Haagen-Dazs, get you some pizza, cry, have a meltdown. But you got 24 hours. When you come out of that closet, you come out like a boss, right? You take back everything because the enemy does not fight you because you're weak. The enemy is fighting you because you're strong. And if you realize that, you will get the, the capability to tell hell to shut up. Every time your worry and stress committee meets inside your head every day to say, you're a single mama. You are so tired. You can't do this. You tell that, that mentality, that, that voice in your head, sit down and shut up. I'm coming up out of this thing. This is part of my story. I always say this, everybody has a story, but yours will be a bestseller if you keep moving. So true. It's like, you can listen to all the advice in the world. You can read all the books on how to do it, but you have to take an action. You're the only one person who has to do it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen, girl, I've seen people go to the therapy for years and still a victim in their own story because they can't wrap around their mind how they, how they got here. And, 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 the, and the, they can't allow themselves to understand that forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. And, when you learn to forgive, you learn how to move again. When you stop 
focusing on and stalking them on social media, right? You're stalking them on social media. You're talking to their loved ones. You're talking to their friends. And it's just making you matter and matter to see that they moved on and you're still hurting. No, you got to start paying attention to yourself and not allow yourself to live there. Don't allow yourself to overthink. Don't allow yourself to stay in a season and allow that season to define your lifetime. Realize that every storm runs out of rain, period. And so if you if you do that, you can tell hell to shut up and you can get up and it ain't over. I don't care if you're 58, 68. I don't care if you're watching this and you're 78 and you feel like you gave the best years of your life to somebody, 38 years of marriage, and then they walk in one day and say, I don't love you no more and I'm leaving. You can start over. And, and listen, we serve a God that will restore time. It ain't nothing wasted when we make up our mind to tell hell to shut up. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And it's so hard sometimes, but you have to get up and do it. You do. Why is it so important to guard your heart? And how can we do so so it can serve more people? You know, uh, Proverbs 4.23 says to guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And a lot of times when we read that scripture, we're thinking, and that it's, uh, oh, this, this is me, take it or leave it. You know, guys said, and we, 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 we uh, block people on social media. We give people a piece of our mind. We clap back all because we got to guard our hearts. No, guarding your heart means to guard your heart from what they've done to you. Don't let what they've done to you get in you. You know, I have a three second rule. And my three second rule is when somebody says something to me that hurt me, uh, hurt people, hurt people but heal people, heal people, right? So when someone hurts me or someone does something to me that makes me feel like, man, that was, that's kind of, that sucked. Why, why would you say that? I have three seconds to hold on to whatever they said to me or reject it immediately. Like literally all of a sudden they said something, it hurt you. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let that in my spirit. You start thinking about that spaghetti and meatballs. You're going to cook at six o'clock. You know, that's how you renew your mind. You get your thoughts off of whatever it is that's making you have a panic attack or an anxiety attack. See yourself on the beach in a chair with your feet in the sand. Just quit thinking about it. But it is so important for us to, to, to pay attention to our hearts because we can leave a season. We can walk through a divorce. We can walk through a death. We can walk through a friend betraying us. And if we don't watch our hearts, then they will move on and we will still be bound by them. And so it's our job to make sure that when they're leaving, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, you don't know why it happened. Yeah, you want an apology. You probably won't get one, but you gotta be on you gotta be okay with an apology you never get. You just gotta realize that paying attention to your heart means I'm leaving this season, but I'm not gonna let what you did to me get in me, and I'm not gonna take it personal. I'm not taking it personal because rejection is God's protection. Rejection is redirection. So paying attention to your heart means not allowing what they did to you to get inside of you. How do you do that? Here's what I hear all the time. That's easier said than done. As quickly as you said, it's easier said than done. All you got to do is go block them on social media. Instead of saying it's easy because out of sight, out of mind. If you say it's easier said than done, you've done nothing to realize that you are a whole grown up. You are an adult and you have the capability to say, you, no, 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 you're not. I'm not losing sleep over you another night. 
I'm not going to drink a bottle of wine for you another night. I'm not going to cry and spend all this money trying to drown my tears over you another night. This is your loss. And realize that every loss ain't a loss. A lot of times the ending is just the beginning. And so we allow our hearts to heal. So when we walk out of that season, we can see them in a grocery store and be like, I bet you miss me because <laughs> your heart stays beautiful. Why do you think such a bad things happen sometimes to nicest people? Like all of a sudden they get cancer or some kind of like my grandma had stroke and she always was so giving and she always took care of everyone and us and like every neighbor, anyone she knows. Oh. And like now she's paralyzed and bedridden. And it's always, I mean, I have friends that have different stories too. And we always ask why, why is this happening to us? But sometimes, I mean, God gives us challenges and sometimes I'm not sure, but like, I always ask this question, why is this happening? You know, the Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where God gives us free will. Um, it's it, it's just life. Like uh, the, the Bible says that you're going to come and you're going to go. That's what the Bible says. I remember um, I preach all over the world. Uh, I, I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. Uh, I've, I've prayed over people and they got healed just like that. And my father, which uh, I pastor the church he pastored here in Atlanta now, he was a pastor his whole life. And he was so selfless and gave his whole life, his life for the church. And he got dementia. And I remember like having a hard time with that girl. I was like, I don't understand why you let these people that live in this world that are players and these mean people and these people that wreck homes and, and just no good. They're just out here sucking air. How would you let them live and won't heal my dad? And I had a problem and I was like, I don't get this. Like I, I I don't, I don't get this. And I remember when my dad was taking his last breath because dementia is like the worst, worst thing ever. Cause it's embarrassing. You know, my dad was this dignity, a man of dignity. And now he's like this little boy that can't even go to the bathroom. And I remember the day he was taking his last breath and I was laying over him crying and I said, I don't get it. I knew you were going to work a miracle. Uh, I, I don't understand. And, and I, and I said these words, why didn't you, just take my ex. <laughs> Why can't you take my ex? Why you got to take my daddy? And here's what I heard. Because your daddy is ready and your ex ain't. And immediately, I, you can't question it. You know, sometimes you've got to get a little box. I got a little, little, you know, this box right here. It's imaginary box. And in that box is everything. God, I don't understand what you're doing, but I trust you. And so we got to understand that God gives us peace. That surpasses all understanding when things happen. And so there are some things that you may never know the answer to. But listen, one thing we do know is that when bad things do happen, he's still our comforter. But that, that helped me so much that day, girl, because I realized that God still gives mean folk a chance to get it right. My dad was ready. And the cool thing about God, as we get to spend eternity, we think this life is good. 
where we're going, where my daddy is. You know, your 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 grandma's uh, had a stroke and she's paralyzed, but she's here. You know, um, that just we just never can question it. We just got to have peace to know that God is. He says in Romans eight twenty eight, it says that God is working all things together for our good. You know, and so just thankfully, I don't know that we'll ever have an answer, but I do know that God is a just God and that he is a comforter and a friend. And I would rather have him as my comforter than not believe in him at all. You know? Yeah. And how do you free yourself from the pain of your past? Like the labels people put put you on and the moments when you feel stuck. How do you free yourself from the labels people put on you? You know, I remember... Uh, I was in seventh grade and from first grade to seventh grade, I was always put in a special class at my school because I couldn't remember phonics. I couldn't retain anything I read. And so they labeled me as special ed. And I remember in seventh grade looking out the window and feeling my face and thinking, maybe I'm drooling and I don't know it. Maybe everybody in this class we all think we're normal and we're not. And something clicked in me that day. And I realized that I am not who they say I am. I am who he says I am. And at, in seventh grade, I remember I went home and told my mother, I said, if you will put me in, in, in a public school and let me retest I, and put me in an average class, I will show you that I'm not the labels they put on me. Did the labels, I did it, I did it. Did the labels go away? No, but here's the cool thing about the label they put on me. I became so educated in, in street smarts, in common sense, in, uh, in, in, in I'm gonna prove it, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that it almost gave me uh, it almost gave me an extra push. I preached a sermon yesterday at Limitless Church and all y'all can go to my YouTube channel, Real Talk Kim YouTube channel and listen. And I talked about, there's a story in the Bible called Hannah and Paniah. And Paniah had all the kids and they were married to the same husband because back in those days, they had a lot of wives. And Hannah had everything going for her, but she was barren and couldn't have a child. And I was talking about how Paniah lived her life to harass Hannah. And, and she was like sandpaper to Hannah. She was always making fun of Hannah. And she was always bullying Hannah. And Hannah finally one day had enough. And she took a licking and said, devil, you should have taken me out when you could have, because I'm coming up out of this thing. And the sermon was all of those things that are oppositions in your life are really panias. They are what is making you go for the gusto. They're making you realize that you are stronger than you think you are, that you can do it, that you can make it. And it makes you realize when, when I was at my mom's and I had to start all over again at 36, I hit rock bottom. I had nothing left, but at the bottom was my Panaya. It was that moment that said, if I don't want to stay in this, I got to get up and move. I got to change my thinking. I got to change my heart. And so that's what you have to do in the seasons where you feel like you ain't got no hope. You feel like you can't move. You feel devastated. You're eating your emotions. You're laying in bed. You got to have, you got to every day of your life, because the Bible says that life and death are in the power of your words, not in mine and her words. We're doing this podcast right now to encourage you to tell you that as long as you ain't dead, God ain't done. And you 
got to get up. But at some point, you've got to shift your trajectory. And you've got to realize that the Panayas in your life, the Goliaths in your life are there to push you your breakthrough and not your breakdown. And when you realize that, oh, you're going to come out of this thing. Oh, you're going to change the world. There ain't nothing like a hell. When you go to hell, you come out on fire. And so you got it. If you just realize you got it, you ain't dying here. Love it. That's the best advice. <laughs> yeah. Why do we lose a sight of who we are? Because that's what the enemy does. The enemy wants us to um, get in some relationships that are toxic. Uh, the enemy, the enemy doesn't want us to know who we are because he, see the, the devil was right beside God in heaven. And one day he got caught up in himself and began to think he was as good as God. He's the only fool that ever got kicked out of heaven and into hell. Now there's a whole hell for him and his little imps. They're quarantined in, right? So he's mad because he's not the apple of God's eye anymore. And we are. So he lives every day of his life with all of his little imps to try to discourage us to quit. And he knows that if he can get our confidence if he can get us in some relationships that are narcissistic and tear us down and tell us every day what 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 idiots we are, how we're not worth it, how we're dumb, how we're stupid, how nobody will ever love us. That's what he does. And he uses those people, the counterfeits, to change who we look at ourselves as. And once we do that, he knows that it takes us a minute to get back up again. Because unfortunately, we hear the loudest voices of the negative people in our lives more than we hear the good ones. We will allow two or three or four or 10 people that don't like us override the thousands of people, people that we that don't even know us on social media that we're helping because we're walking through something and they're watching us make it through it. We ain't even realizing that just because those people don't love you don't mean there's a whole bunch of other people that do. And so we listen to the voices that are always critiquing us and tearing us down and allowing and, 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 and provoking us to feel like we are not worth nothing. And then we've got social media and on social media, everybody looks like they are making it like big time. And we're like, oh my gosh, she's the same age as me. She's written five books. I can't even write a book. Her husband looks like he stepped out of GQ. Mine looks like he stepped out of DQ. Uh, her body is snatched. She just had a kid two weeks ago. My body, I'm still trying to get Jesse's love handles off of me and he's 12, you know? And so it's like the enemy is just roaming to and fro. It says in Acts that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it right here again. And so we have to realize that God is not a God of chaos and confusion. And anything that causes us to feel confused or unloved or unvalidated, I mean, anything that takes the, the confidence out of us, we need to unfollow in real life. That means putting some people you got in your VIP section up in the balcony and telling them, watch me from a distance. I love you, but up there, because you ain't good for my spirit. I was always questioning myself, why did I get myself into such a terrible relationships? And I was treated so badly there. And I, my self-esteem was always kind of breached and it was demolished basically. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you answered it. Like, no, I got my answer. 
You know what? I think it's just, I think we all have to encounter some relationships like that. You know, I think that one of the reasons you had to do, and I can speak this into your life. One of the reasons that you had to encounter some of those relationships, because you have a whole podcast that is touching thousands of people and you look like you would never, ever be treated badly. And if you would have not gotten treated treated badly or felt like you chose the wrong people, what are you going to even talk about? So what happens is I believe that sometimes God gives us exactly what we want. We had some red flags. We had it, but we still jumped in and thought they could be builder bears. We'll make them a project. We'll change them, right? But now God is using that pain that you walk through to help thousands of people. So I believe you had to walk through it so that you would have something to talk about, so that you could encourage women all over the world. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. But just like I got up, you can get up and turn your pain into purpose. So true. I love this. This is so inspiring. Yeah. What can you say for women who are afraid to dream bigger? What can you say what they should do? I think personally that you need to get you a mentor. I have a mentorship program called RTK Inner Circle. I pour into uh, people. You can go to my website, realtalkkim.com. You need to get you mentor, somebody that you look up to. You need to get somebody in your life that doesn't enable you to stay there talking bad about yourself. You need to get somebody in your life that there, I say there's always a voice that that God puts in your life that ignites a fire in you that when you want to quit, they make you get up. Right. So I think that when when you don't know how to dream bigger, you got to get somebody in your life that can mentor you, speak into your life, can help you, right? Find your purpose or find that door that will help you move forward. That's doing what you want to do so that you can listen. Number two, you got to start a regimen in your life where even if you're a single mama, you got to get up earlier. You gotta, you gotta uh, uh, make a plan. Habakkuk one says to write a vision and make it clear. You gotta write out your plan because listen, you acting like, oh, I'm gonna do this tomorrow, and you don't write it down, you will never get to it. You gotta get up earlier than everybody in your house and start your day with God. Get in your prayer closet. If you ain't got no prayer closet, go in the bathroom and shut the door, and spend some time, even if it's five minutes. Where you just tell God, God, and look, for all of y'all that don't believe in God, try it. You ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> just say, God, get in there and just be like, God, I want you to move in my life. And I give you permission to show me how. And then have your journal in there and write down the first things that come to your mind. That's God talking to you. He will give you direction, even when you don't know what to do. You're like, God, I don't know. Should I take this job promotion or not? The first thing that drops in your spirit is your answer. But we get in our heads, right? And so you need to get a coach, get a mentor. You got to get spend the first five, 10 minutes of your day alone, writing down your plans. And throughout the day, have you little post-it notes or have it in your phone, in your notes, affirmations that you tell yourself. 
I am an overcomer. I got this. I'm a boss. I'm the first millionaire in my family. I ain't scared of nothing. Failure is part of success. If I fall, I'll get up again, but I'll bounce. I'll bounce right back, right? It's just reminding yourself. And so in order to dream bigger, you cannot keep doing, in order to go where you want to go, right? Is you got to realize that nothing that is big, which if you're watching this today, your destiny is massive, or you wouldn't be wasting your time on me on this podcast today, because I believe in divine appointments, but you got to realize that anything that you want, you're going to have to do it with your knees knocking because man, when you are busting down generational curses, you're the first one in your family to finish college. You're the first woman in your family to be a millionaire. You go from making $13 an hour to being the first millionaire in your family. You're the first one to start a business. You dropped out of school and you want to write a book. You're going to have to do it with your knees knocking and you're going to have to do it with nobody supporting you, but you got to support yourself. Just do it. Say, what do I got to lose? You ain't got nothing to lose. Do it with your knees knocking. Do it scared, but do it. And be committed. Consistency pays off. I love it. And, you know, I'm the first woman kind of in my family to start my own business because my great-grandmas did, but not after. And I'm the kind of the first one. And my parents always told me, like, go to school, get an education, get a real job and all this. But I've done modeling since I was 13, so I didn't pursue my dreams back then, but I do it now. But so what made you decide to do it? What made you decide? So to do what you're doing? I guess God had a plan for me because in 2017, I finished my last contract. I've done IT project management for like eight years. Before yeah, I started my own brand. And I've managed huge projects for like AT&T, Cricket, Verizon, Altel, like old telecom companies. And in 2017, I finished my project way before deadline and I was rushing to finish it way before deadline. They all got bonuses, but not us. We lost our jobs. Like my team and I, we got laid off because we finished it too early. And after that, I applied for over 3000 jobs. I could not find a job. I had brilliant. I mean, I still have brilliant resume. I have so much experience. I had so many interviews, but I couldn't get hired. And I started my brand. And while I was sitting in my office, I was thinking about, I want to have a blog. I want to do modeling more. I want to get out of the office. I was thinking about that, but I didn't know where to start. And then I just, I started my blog and I just started posting on Instagram every day, twice a day. And that's how it all started. Man, you know how encouraging that is for people watching that you literally, here's what I heard when you were saying that sometimes God will close a door because he knows if he doesn't close the door, you will keep making yourself small. So he closes the door to push you into your destiny. And so you really had a choice. You could have gotten mad about it or you could do exactly what you did. Oh, I was really upset. I was making six figures in my previous job. And then I had to start over and I put myself in debt while building my business. Then, of course, I paid it off. But yes, it was so hard. <laughs> and it, I started from like beginning. I started over and I didn't know where to start. I Googled my way through. I had to learn new things every day. I still do. And right. it's not like somebody told me what to do and how is it? 
how it's supposed to be done. I had to find my ways myself. And then in 2019, everyone was complimenting me on my voice. They were like, you should start a podcast. I love your voice. I was like, mm, okay. And then I started my podcast with my friend, but then she had, she took different direction because she, she was busy with her life and her projects. So she couldn't um, keep up with the podcast. So I just proceeded by myself. And that's, that's where I'm now today. And look, look at you, look at you crushing it. Thank that you. is such, that is, that is such a hope testimony for people out there, you know, that, yeah. that you either can quit or get up. But also I came to us when I was 17 with my mom, she was mail order bride and we only had $200 in two suitcases. And the first $200 we spent for groceries when we came to us. Yeah, my stepdad brought us here, but he didn't realize how much money it needs. Like we need to live because when you come to a new country, you need a car, you need, you don't know the language, you can't work right away because you don't have a green card. And it took us nine months to get a green card. And I had to like learn English and I had to find friends. And the worst part was I moved to LaGrange. You know where LaGrange is? Yes. It's the worst. It's a small city. Like in Atlanta, you can find ways. There's way more opportunities. Yeah. Nothing. And I had to find friends. I even managed to find friends that took me to school. They drove me to school so I can study oh, and I can learn English. I finished GD there. Even I didn't have to because I had oh to get um scholarship and to get like some, I think they, they were giving scholarship money as well. Um, to college I I did it and I finished it in three months and then and girl I went to two-year college and then I went to Georgia State after so you're a little go-getter yeah you are definitely not a quitter yeah here's my next question did the mail order did that that did, are they still together well my they were together for eight years they loved each other it was a beautiful story they met each really? He came there twice, um, you know, to Ukraine before, but he didn't tell us that he had two kids from two different wives and that he has a debt. So wow. before he brought us and we were, we didn't know. And um, after he went, he was an army. So after Afghanistan deployment, he really had terrible PTSD. So he, he was in really bad shape and he wanted divorce. And before he went to Afghanistan, he um, wanted to get divorced because he was afraid if anything happens with him, my mom will get the money, like, you know, insurance money. But my mom didn't even want that. She wanted him to be safe and to get home. She didn't uh. want him to go to army in the first place. But he decided to do that for benefits. At 40 years old, he went to army. He decided to switch careers he, he worked for Coke, but then he, he said, I'm tired to do so. Quit the job, didn't work for three months. I had to support the whole family. And after he went to army. <laughs> oh my gosh. How's your mom doing today? Oh, she got herself in the worst trouble because she got remarried to Russian guy, which now is suing both of us because... I bought a house for them and I put my mom on the title. I mean, my mom was a consigner and then we added him on the title because my mom thought it was happy ever after. And um, yeah, so after now, he's doing both of us. He wants the house. <laughs> no. Yeah. And look at you still laughing. You're still smiling because you know it's going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, 
God will do everything in our favor. Yes. Anyway. So if somebody goes against you and they're trying to break you, they're not going to succeed. So nope. God, listen, I always say this, even when we can't see God working, he said he going to work all things together for our good. He going to get them. If, if, if you can't see it, he's still going to get them. Life going to happen to those people. Uh, what would you say women who are afraid to receive abundance, what they should do? For women that are afraid to receive abundance. You know, I think that a lot of times the reason we don't uh, receive or accept because there's something in us that doesn't feel worthy. And I would, off of this podcast today, start a challenge with every one of you that just to, to level up your expectancy to every day of your life to realize that you deserve abundance. Here's what here's what Ephesians 3.20 says. It says that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. And then another one of my favorite scriptures is Amos 9.13. It says, it won't be long now. God's decree said things are about to happen so fast that your head is about to spend blessing upon blessing you can't keep up. And so both of those scriptures right there tells me that it don't matter how you feel about yourself, God still wants you to live in abundance. And so remind yourself of that every day and then walk in it like you deserve it. I love it. Thank you so much, Kim. It was such an incredible conversation and you shared yeah. so many great things. Where can I thank you? Your social handles, all the information. I am all over every social media platform as Real Talk Kim. Uh, you can find me on my website, realtalkkim.com. And all my books are on Amazon or realtalkkim.com. I also have a clothing line, rtkstyle.com. Love it. Thank you so much for being in my, my church. If y'all yeah. live in Atlanta, yeah. I pastor the biggest church in the world. It's Limitless Church in uh, 1653 Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. Wonderful. I'm so honored to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice meeting you this way. Nice to meet you too. Thank you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.